The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. While there's a pause on using the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Virginia's leading vaccination official says the state remains on track to make other doses available to all adults by next week. Alan Rodriguez Espinoza reports. Dr. Danny Ovula says Virginia will still enter phase two of vaccinations by April 18th, even though it's recommending local providers to stop using the Johnson & Johnson shot. The use of this vaccine is being paused nationwide out of precaution after six people who received the shot developed blood clots. Ovula says these side effects are extremely rare. He says about 72,000 Johnson & Johnson doses were set to be administered in Virginia this week and will no longer be used. In Richmond and Henrico, about 750 people who were set to get it will instead receive the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. Avula says these two vaccines are still safe to use since they're based on different technology than the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca shots. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. The Richmond and Henrico Health Districts are holding off on administering Johnson & Johnson vaccines until further notice. Specific programs to provide the one-dose vaccines to homebound individuals and older residents are being postponed. The health departments are also pausing multiple vaccination events. Those who had appointments at one of these clinics will instead be offered Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. For more information, contact the Richmond and Henrico Health Department's call center at 804-205-3501. Attorney General Mark Herring has directed his Office of Civil Rights to investigate the Windsor Police Department following the December traffic stop of an Army officer. A state police investigation is already underway. Herring's office is looking into whether the department has a pattern of misconduct. One of the officers has been fired over the incident. He's seen in body camera footage threatening and pepper spraying Lieutenant Karan Nazario. Why did it take it going viral for that man to be fired? Senator Mamie Locke helped usher in new police reform laws during a special session of the General Assembly last summer. One of those reforms empowers Virginia's Attorney General to investigate law enforcement agencies to help identify and stop patterns of unconstitutional practices. Herring has also hired a team dedicated to identifying and overturning wrongful convictions in Virginia. He announced the creation of the Conviction Integrity Unit in January. Herring said Tuesday he's hired two attorneys and an investigator. They all previously worked in Virginia Capital Defender's offices, which exclusively represent defendants facing the death penalty. Those offices began closing after the state banned capital punishment. The General Assembly passed a law last year making it easier for people who were wrongfully convicted to pursue their claims. It's been nearly a year since Richmond removed more than a dozen city-owned Confederate monuments and iconography. As Roberta Roldan reports, Mayor LeVar Stoney wants to ensure the city never displays symbols of hate again. Mayor Stoney has introduced an ordinance to Richmond City Council that would bar the display of hate symbols on government property. The examples provided in the ordinance include neo-Nazi signs and the Confederate battle flag. Stoney says the ordinance is modeled after a similar New York state law. The city will not give space to people or beliefs that endanger the lives of black people and in doing so prohibit the healing process 
that our community so desperately needs. Out of all of the city's Confederate monuments, only one still stands, the A.P. Hill statue in the Northside neighborhood. Stoney says they're hoping to begin removal this summer after working with descendants and historic preservationists to move Hill's remains from under the statue. Stoney's proposed ordinance will be taken up by a city council committee later this month. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. School officials in Chesterfield County are encouraging all students to return to buildings this fall. But for families who aren't ready to send their children back, the district is proposing two alternatives. Ian Stewart has more. Chesterfield School Board members were presented with two virtual options, depending on grade level. For students in kindergarten through eighth grade, the district is creating a virtual academy. This looks similar to what online students are experiencing now. Daily teacher interaction, guided assignments, and even recess. But one difference is students will be taught by teachers who aren't necessarily from the students' home school. Middle and high school students will be given the option of taking self-directed classes at CCPS online. The program has been around since before the pandemic. Specialized programs will not be included in both options. The school board is expected to vote on the proposal next month. Families will then have to pick an option by June 1st. Ian Stewart, VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, April 13th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.